Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anigro, and we're live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And, you know, again, uh, we have a couple uh, famous guests coming back to the show. Uh, a couple ball busters, couple, uh, a couple uh, of, of UK titans, as we call them. <laughs> the two boys from, uh, from obviously, one's in London, one's in Scotland. And um, we, uh, we go on again. One famous face, you're going to notice this back again. Yes, I did have to change the look to make it look like we're doing a new uh, a new day, but uh, Graham was gracious enough to come on the last one. This is going to be the season preview number four, um, and we're just going to look at the expectations, guys and 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 girls, and see what uh, what we think is going to happen this year. A couple uh, topics that have come up, and we'll get into the news as always. But without further ado, Albert at Juventissimo 90s and at Graham. Uh, 1897. Graham, welcome back. Albert, welcome back. Thank you, Daniel, for having us on. Yeah, and uh, Albert, your episode there was uh, was cruising up the charts last time, uh, but the dislikes were going like crazy. So I don't know if I, I was thinking should I uh, should I keep you on this for this podcast or not when I when I redid this now. But you know, some, <laughs> certain certain clowns have have a death squad that goes around and uh, takes care of their bidding. So. That's just the way it's going to be. It's, but it's, it's anyways, the way of showbiz. Yeah, exactly, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into the news. Obviously, uh, as of late, uh, Alexandro picked up another muscle injury. So it looks like he's going to, that's the reason why, if you've seen the, uh, the, the, the pre match or the post uh, or the pre, sorry, thoughts of what the formation is going to be, that's why he's not in there. And uh, it's assumed that Pellegrini is going to be in. Hopefully that's not going to be something that's long term. He's had uh, quite a few injuries now. Um, one being the ACL, and then the tear that he had after the Coppa Italia uh, matchup. But there's even thoughts now of Decilio beating uh, Pellegrini. And me and uh, me and um, <laughs> Gray have talked about it a little bit before. But let's get your thoughts, Alvaro, on uh, what do you think about Decilio? And yeah, then that uh, even well, the precur well, even something added on to that. Uh, I believe it was Genoa that might be looking at bringing in uh, Pellegrini for a loan. So, what, what do you think about that, Albert? Yeah, you know, I just—it's just like Pilo saying he played Danilo in centre back. Yeah, okay. Well, what about Demarel? What about him? What about our Turkish uh, Turkish wall there? No, uh, I don't. I don't. I generally, I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, Let's play Pellegrini. Why on God's earth have they've got this, such doubt around this guy? Right? I don't understand. Right? Clearly. You know, not going into the transfer details, but um, clearly he hasn't been loaned out again, um, even though there are talks of it. But, uh, you know, I think uh, just play the guy, for Christ's sake. Just play him. Just, just give him a chance. Simple as yeah. that. But the Shilio, for honestly, when, Bar- when there was rumours of Barcelona coming in for 10 million, just they should have just, you know, I, I think uh, we you could have bought a flight real. ticket. Show chaperoned him straight to Barcelona, direct to, to, to Barcelona. But look, the the Chile, I've always seen him as Allegri's pet boy. You know, every coach has a pet boy. You know, you've got Sari with Jorginho, Mourinho with Bale. Um, you know, uh, Allegri, the Chile, You know, and Allegri is gone, long gone. That that ship's long sailed. So I don't I don't understand. <laughs> you seemed a little angry when you kept talking about the Chile. Does he have a Does he? Reach a, oh, he's a schmuck, man. I don't, I don't know how people bloody hell think he's actually a quality player. And then when they were thinking about him, talking about good, he's a great player. He's 
bullshit to that. He's not a great, great player. <laughs> he's, an, he's, a, he's a rotational squad player at best. And people forget we Juventus. We're not bloody middle-tiered Milan squad anymore or Parma or, or Sassuolo, you know? We, you know. we can't be content with a player that's so mediocre. that he's so, And every time he comes on, I swear to God, I'm the first to say, watch this, he's going to lose the ball. And what does he do? He loses the ball. Hits the ball out to play. He just doesn't doesn't play. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Yeah, and, and I, I can't remember who was in the conversation, but uh, they were trying to convince me that, yeah, he's not a bad third string. Well, I mean, sure, if you're if you're assuming that that he's just going to sit on the bench and 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 not do anything, then fine. He's he's an okay third, but at the at the end of the day, I think the four players we have is the depth that you're looking at. So there's no need to have a, an extra salary. And if you're looking at okay, well maybe he can play as a backup. I don't think any team. I don't. I think every other team in Europe has a better backup than than we do with the Shilio. So that's just my well, thoughts on that. To be fair, Dan, to sum it up, we have Quadrado who plays right back. So he's away. He's got Quadrado, Danilo. Danilo's a specialist <laughs> right back, and the Shilio, his position is right back, is right third string. So that just goes to show, you know. <laughs> maybe he can play as a fantasista. Maybe he can be that play that role, eh? Jeez, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but anyways, now we go into the Milik and the uh, the uh, Dzeko saga. Apparently, he's going back to from Switzerland to Roma uh, to figure that out. I guess the medicals went well. Um, we're still sitting on this for the past week and a half, and um, yeah, the the wheel is round and the the, the world <laughs> is round. So, guys, what do you think about? Obviously, your thoughts with Jekko coming in. Um, does that now mean that Dybala's forced to go to the wing? Or are we going to play him in uh, the number 10 role in behind? And then what about Ronaldo? I know we talked about a little bit about that uh, with, with Graham, thinking that we were going to be a 4-3-3. But we'll, we'll start with uh, Graham. Let's, let's, hear you, let's hear your thoughts on that. Man. Oh, I almost just ended this conversation as soon as you started talking about Dybala as a winger. Good God, do we need to do that all over again? We saw how bad it was. I mean, Dybala was so successful out wide under Allegri's final yep. season that the club tried to frickin' sell him. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to bring in, like, it's just a carousel of all these damn names, whether it's Milik, Suarez, Jekyll, over and over and over again. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, why are we linked with these guys? I mean, these are names that aren't going to be happily sitting on the bench. Dybala's not going to be happily sitting on the bench, so where the hell are we going to play Dybala? Oh, everyone starts saying, well, he can play as a winger. And I'm like, I mean, you got dementia or something. I mean, two seasons ago, the guy was so bad, we tried to sell him. So, yeah. I, I, you know, that's my main worry. I mean, what's Dybala thinking when he's, he's hearing and seeing all these rumours? I mean, this is our number 10. This is a guy that's always in contract extension negotiations. And the club's been linked with other strikers. So where the hell does Dybala go? You know, he's, you can only play him in two positions as far as I'm aware. You can play him as a, a striker up front in the middle or you can have him as a shadow support striker, like a, the the, also no idea, yeah. you know, the partnership that he had with Higuain. So oh, that's yeah. his two roles. You want him central, you want him close to goal. The further away from goal Dybala is, the more useless he is. Oh, Bear? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Graham on that. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's 
I cannot see him playing on the wing. That's the mistakes that were happening. He gets pigeonholed there, right? So what, he hasn't got move, movement there, right? So his gameplay is all about bringing the players towards him, runs with the ball, um, you know, he brings the play to him. So if you put someone that pitches him to the right, the only thing he's going to do is is then bring the ball back into left, left into the field and into the south. So they know that. So they, so they just constrict his play. Whereas Dybala, I, I, I think with, uh, you know, if uh, Zeko comes in and we've got Ronaldo, Ronaldo will play that free left wing role type, left winger, striker, whatever you want to call it, um, his own thing. And Dybala will sit just behind between, behind Zeko and Zeko will be playing up front solid there. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, I don't think, I think the latest of what I've seen today is that there's a bit of an issue with um, the boss of Napoli wanting Milik to pay his 300,000 uh, or 30,000 for Euro fine. I'm just, I cannot believe if this all fails because of that, bollocks. <laughs> I think that's an absolute, you know, it's a buffoonery of, of, of a transfer. Anyway, and I think, I think I speak on behalf of all Juventini, Juventinas, all of them. I think we're just sick and tired of this constant bullshit merry going around Suarez, Milik, Milik, Zeko, oh, Keane's coming into the front, Morata, oh, he's gone off, Suarez is doing the Italian te- I'm just, Giroud. Yeah, yeah, and Giroud, yeah, don't forget <laughs> him. I'm just, we're just tired. It just, listen, this is, look, transfers are not that easy. It's not about sitting on the table and, you know, sign a piece of paper or how much you want to give me, how much we're going to do. I know it's, I appreciate, I don't know. I appreciate it could, it can, it's complex, right? It's a complex piece of business. But for Christ's sake, whoever's in the Juventus camp leaking, because it's, there's someone there telling something to the, to Agresti <laughs> and uh, Monblano. Obviously, he's ever telling Monblano, he's telling some bullshit stories, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 um, it's interesting. And I just think we're just tired, you know. You speak to fellow Juventini's, and they're just tired of the same bollocks that goes around every season. And then, I love it, about halfway through the summer, non si tocca di balas, hashtag starts coming up again. And this is the second summer this happened again. I mean, oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. Look, and guys, you know what's interesting, though? Just to talk about Dybala very quickly, he's going to be 27 at the end of this year, 27. So he's not, I think people forget, it's like Pogba. People think he's still 22, 21, he's still got a lot of potential. He's 27, so he's not, you know, he's got, I think he's, he's got to, it's got to, it's got to happen now for him, like now to when he's 28, 29, because I don't know what's going to happen for him if he doesn't blow up. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's now or never for this guy. So, but we'll see. Well, that was a nice rant by, uh, yeah. <laughs> by Albert. Yeah. Beautiful. Makes my life easy. But, um, yeah, no, I was just kind of pissed with, you know, with Juve because they, they, they made this, this accessibility to like a passport. I mean, I'm JAT 97 membership. Like, can they all of a sudden give me my, uh, my Italian passport? Like I got my citizenship, I got my papers ready to go. Can they, uh, can they hook that up for me? Um, and, but Albert, you, you, you seem to miss one thing. This is Agnelli. He's paying Tutto Sport to say Decilio's worth something. So maybe, maybe in the realm of possibility, Someone will be like, oh, well, Barcelona wants to shoot you. Maybe we'll get in on that action. It's all, it's all a joke. It's all a farce. Yeah, yeah, okay. all, the only thing that maybe is, is for certain, Piazza is going to undergo his medical at Genoa. Obviously, he's going to go on loan there. We have too many wingers, and that's basically <laughs> the only reason. Apparently, PSG is now coming back into the conversation for Tichilio because Bernat has an injury. So thank you, Sky for, Sports, for that uh, that insightful uh news 
Kulisetsky obviously had his uh, his his debut his his press conference. I believe that was yesterday or earlier today, yeah. and um, he's going to stick with the number forty four, which I'm not surprised. Uh, but a very promising player now. Even it, even his status in the squad being as a striker, second striker, where he was played uh, uh, in the game against Novara seems to be the, the position he's going to be sticking with against uh, Sampdoria. So, um, and with Ronaldo being up there on top as well. So, guys, what, what's, what's, the, what's the key? Is, has Ronaldo agreed with Pirlo to be a striker, play as a striker? <laughs> Go ahead, Graham or Elber, whoever wants to take it. I mean, I think, I think it doesn't matter what formation or tactics you present to the team and Ronaldo. At the end of the day, Ronaldo's just going to do what Ronaldo wants to do. I mean, I mean, we saw it time and time again last season. I mean, all credit to Ronaldo, actually. This was a good thing, in my view, where the, the team just looked shambolic. And you saw Ronaldo on the pitch telling the likes of Matuidi, you know, you stay back. <laughs> you stay there. That guy over there, he comes forward. And it was almost like Ronaldo was the manager or the coach. So at the end of the day, if, if Ronaldo wants to go forward, he's going to go forward. If he wants to sulk, he's going to sulk. So, like... I'll be interested. I'm very interested to see um, on Sunday against Sampdoria just how Pirlo sets us up, because like you know we've saw, we've heard and seen time and time again that oh Ronaldo doesn't want to be a striker. Ronaldo likes to start out wide and just drift inside and go wherever he wants. So it'll be interesting to see if we actually do start with two up front or if that just turns into one up front or God knows what because Kulusevski's not really a striker either. Yeah. Maybe no, maybe we'll, maybe maybe we'll have a false nine or something. <laughs> I think I know. I think I think I think uh, obviously Navarre can only take a pinch of salt with friendlies. And traditionally, Juventus do pretty shit in friendlies, right? We think, oh god, what we've you know Fair usually point. you know I I talk from experience from going live to watch Juve watch friendlies when they came to England under Claudio Ranieri, and I thought, oh my goodness, we we uh, we lost to Newcastle due to suddenly you think, Jesus, what's going to happen this season? So you know, I think it can only, and a lot of people got a bit excited about the win over Novara. And look, some some interesting thing about McKinney, and but coming back to your to your up front, I think he's going to play the same model he played against Novara, having Kulusevski up there with Ronaldo. Um, and I think it's going to be free reign, isn't it? I think I think uh, I don't think I think we're going to do a Spain 2020, uh, 2010 moment here. I think we're not going to have a, an out and out. No one, no. Stro- we're not going to have a go to. I think Ronaldo will float. Watch Ronaldo. He will float from left into center. He will float left into center. Start. They'll do the cross long ball bollocks, which I hate. And they will move that movement of him going into center to to, to get that long ball. And if that's not working, you'll see Ronaldo drift back to his left wing and then bring the play in. So you'll have your midfield flooding the the, the up front. So maybe you have Vatou. I don't know if Vatou will be playing tomorrow, but you never know the lineup again, you know. Um, but we know Kulusevski is definitely playing. And we know Ronaldo is definitely playing. So I won't be surprised if we'll see a change of time. I'll be very disappointed, very disappointed, if it takes Pilo 70 to 80 minutes to realise that the long ball's not working with Sampdoria. Because that would be very frustrating. And I think, look, I, I had the frustration. I think all of us heard this frustration with Sari. It's like, change the goddamn game. Do something. Do something. You know, and he never did until they scored. Oh, now let's change. It was too late now, isn't it? So um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, and yeah, in the previous episode, me and Graven were talking about that exactly. And how his tactics and what he's talking about is how he wants his football is so similar to what Sari actually wanted from, from this team. So... And then another thing to look at is Danilo then slotting in as a center back. Like, what do we think of that? Now, it's essentially 
I think what he's trying to do is exactly what Sadi experimented with and bringing, well, obviously we don't have Alexander now, so it's, it's, it's going to stay the way it is. But Alexander would slide in as a third center back once we went into the attacking half to cover for Cuadrado's runs. Um, it looks like just setting up the team, it's going to go this way, and then you'll get one of the, obviously, Pellegrini slotting back, and Kulusevsky will probably join uh, or stay up as as either a 4-5-1 or 4-5-4-2, 4-4-2. And, yeah, so what do you think about giving these responsibilities? In the past, like, I don't know what we're we're, get, we're playing with fire again, are we not? Albert? Yeah, I just uh, I think Danilo playing that centre back position it's it's a strange one. I don't know, is he probably telling Danilo to sit back and let Quadrado run free on that right wing and uh, you know come back and forth? I I don't know. I, it's just it's a I don't know what's wrong with Demiro. Is he injured again? Is there something that we don't know about? I just don't understand why we can't play this guy. And, and you know what? I worry sometimes. I don't think it will happen because Kalini this will probably be his final season for us. And definitely if he gets injured big time, yeah. it, that's over, right? And Twerk Merchant is still in the center. They still love Twerk Merchant in the middle. Um, for Christ's sake, I think his time is up as well. So I cannot understand for why he can't play, you know, you know, Kalini, Twerk Merchant and Demerel. Just play those three. Let Demerel start learning the trade. And when Kalini shouted at him, he made a mistake, fine. Listen, I'm expecting Demerel to make the mistakes. I'm expecting him to make the mistakes, right? But now you're playing Danilo. Who's, who's traditionally for Madrid played right wing. He loves bombing. He's Brazilian. It's, it's in his nature to run down the wing and get the ball into the box. So, look, guys, I reserve judgment. I'm going to see what's going to happen. Graham? I mean, the only thing I can think of is, like, when we're defending, we revert to a, a back four. That's the only thing I can think of because, you know, you have Danilo tucked in the centre and then you'll put him out wide as a right back, essentially. Um, you know, Demiral is pretty much a centre-back, so you wouldn't really want to put him as a right-back. That's the only logical thing I can think of. Otherwise, I don't know why the hell you don't have Demiral, because, you know, Demiral, he was starting to look very good before he got injured. Like, he had a rocky start. I remember, I think, I might be getting the opponent wrong, but I'm pretty sure his debut was against Sassuolo. And, you know, he was very aggressive, which, you know, we love to see. And then he gave away a penalty, and I was like, oh, my, you're too aggressive. You need to calm that down. Yeah. But, you know, when he, when he got more starts, you know, it looked like he was calming it down and he wasn't overly aggressive. But that aggressive side to his game was still there. So, you know, I would like to see him start more games because, you know, we can't rely on Chiellini. Like, I love the guy. He's one of my all-time favourite defenders. But, you know, age catches up to everyone and he's incredibly injury-prone. And just one last thing. If, if we're going to actually play with a back three, then Bonucci really needs to excel. Because, you know, we all talk about, oh, maybe it was Barzagli and Chiellini that made him look good back in the Conte days, you know, because he's more suited to a back three rather than a partnership with two. So if, if he's still twerking and doing all his things in a back three, then he's got no excuses and he's done, pretty much. That just sounds like such a great idea for a piece of merch, like Twerk Merchant. <laughs> To me, that sounds unbelievable, but uh, that's pretty much it's, all it's for the. It's his new style of defending, isn't it? With his ass hanging out. That's why. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I mean, that's I understand I... the arms tucked in, yeah, but I don't know why. Yeah, how many times have we seen that picture? His ass sticking out and the ball's going past him to go for a goal. How many times have we seen that last season? It's just, it's just, I don't get it. 
That's what happens when you don't have Chiellini or Delict beside you. Uh, you well, just you're, you're scared. You're scared well, to, to, to do anything. To, to, to Graham's point, Badzali uh, to me is one of my favorite defenders of all time. So underrated, so underrated, and underappreciated by so many. You know that guy was a beast for us. And I, he was a silent beast for us. Chiellini was loud in your face, brash, blood everywhere. Bazzali was the clean-looking, rugged-looking guard, the beard, and he was. I don't know, people don't remember this, but he was sprinting the pitch up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, I, I miss him, man. I miss him. Yeah, especially for that price tag, you can't. That, that was worth was every penny. As well. Yeah, like uh, if if that. <laughs> absolute steal. Yep, for sure. And let, let's get let's get into a hot topic that's been all over uh, Twitter. Um, there's been in favor against, uh, different podcasts have been talking about it. Um, the Iguain deal. Now we see him go to inter Miami and obviously contract terminated. Um, I'm not sure if that was a complete buy. I'm sure they paid him his, his full due, uh, if not half of, of, of what he was owed. And, but was the 90 million people have been going back and forth. He wasn't good enough. He was good enough. What are your guys thoughts on that? Well, at the time, I don't remember anyone complaining back in 2016. And maybe, you know, maybe what was it? Maybe it was a year later, suddenly the, the transfer window just got smashed wide open with the likes of Mbappe and Neymar going for, you know, extraordinary amounts. At the time, right, if you, if you take yourself back to 2016, OK, we didn't have a number nine. We had Maratta, right? Now, there's a lot of nostalgia around Maratta, okay? Sometimes yeah. I'm guilty of it, you know, and people will talk about all oh, his goals against Dortmund and Real Madrid. He was brilliant. He was a hitman for us. He was clinical. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was very inconsistent, incredibly inconsistent. And before Maratta, I honestly can't think of who was our um, like traditional number nine striker. And then... Once we got, once Morata went back to Real Madrid because they activated the buyback clause, we brought Higuain in. Now, Higuain was brilliant for Napoli. I mean, he broke an all-time goal-scoring record the previous season. And then we spend ninety million on this guy. We bring him in. He's scoring goals for fun. Okay, I mean, he was phenomenal for his debut season, and he gets the big, he gets the tag. You know, big game bottler. I must have imagined when he scored the majority of the goals against Monaco in the Champions League semi-final. You know, that got us to the actual final. So he wasn't a big game bottler. And he was I thought he was brilliant in his first season. He tailored off slightly in his in his second season, but again, he scored big goals for us. I mean he was he scored the majority of the goals again in the round of sixteen against Tottenham. And then he scored yeah. the winning goal against Merda, the three two. If we don't win that game, we lose the uh, Scudetto to Napoli. That's a fact. So he did turn up in the big games. It was it was just unfortunate the way it ended. I mean, we know he's got the reputation. He's a very emotional player. So if he doesn't feel wanted or loved, then, you know, forget about it. He's not going to give you that love back. And basically, we kicked him out the door as soon as Ronaldo came. And then he comes back and it's like, oh, well, Sarri's here. And there's all the speculation. We're going to try and sell him again. And Higuain said, no, I'm going to stay. But I think something broke when... Juventus like forced him out basically to Milan and then Chelsea. I just think something broke between the player and the club, and we never got to see that again from him. But you know, to finish off, it was his time because I mean, the guys like 32, whatever, on big wages, we all knew 
you know, it had to go. Thanks for the memories, and it, I loved him when he was playing for us at the beginning, anyway. But it had to be a move that had to be done. It was just unfortunate the way his career ended those two final seasons, or one really. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, uh, you know, I agree. Look, I'm a big Higuanito fan, uh, Pepita. I'm a huge fan of Pepita. You know, if you look at when he got bought from Napoli, guaranteed you, no one was questioning about the sadness or upset that he's joined us, right? Because there was Higuain, who, on the, what Graham was on the back of his last season with Napoli, was unbelievable season. I mean, if you think about his stats, he scored 71 goals and over, over 104 games for Napoli, right? I mean, that's massive, right? And, and before that, he went to Madrid, he was at Real Madrid and all that. Um, but that being said, you know, he, he as a player, to, to Graham's point, the last number nine, okay, number nine, we have to go way back to 2006 when we had Zlatan, respectable number nine. Now, so, so just just think <laughs> about that. That's that's ten years, ten years that we've got. We've come through the entire uh, catalogue of strikers of playing number nine who have been absolute dogshite for us. And people say, oh yeah, Wayne, you know, people have put, oh he's fat and he's and he's shit and doesn't score goals, blah blah. Well, hold on, you know, he, he scored about almost what 48 goals for us in 100 hour games. That's almost a goal every game, uh, every every two games. Sorry. Now I agree with Graham. He was tailing off. I I, I felt I felt because as I was a fan, I'm not a fanboy of Higuain. I'm, I'm always a fanboy of Argentinian players coming to our club, like Tevez. I was you know I was over the moon when Tevez came, right? But I'm talking about pure number nine. You know I think the fact is you look at him and what he's done for the club. No one I I, I stand on this can tell me my face to face to say you will not you were not celebrating that three two goal against Merda. 89th minute in April of 2018, for God's sake, if you're telling me, yeah, well, then you can jump in because I can tell you, you got playing traffic because I can tell you something now. That was an unbelievable, unbelievable moment. Now, you talk about the price tag. I know Al from all Juve cast, you know, he's saying oh, 90 million to prize away from Napoli. But guys, who do we have there? Who, who, what other number nine did we have there that could score goals peripherally, up front, solid, classic school number nine player? There weren't many guys. And then to Graham's point, after that, you've got Neymar and, and Mbappe coming at stupid money, 200 million. You know, it's, it's you know, it, since then, since then, to, to what, what, what Graham was saying, you know, we now don't have a number nine. Now we've got, we're talking about Suarez, Mr. Fangman, you're talking about, you got, you got, you got uh, Zeko, you know, coming in. They're, they're good players. But now I think, you know what's going to happen in about two seasons, three seasons from now, if we don't get a quality striker, like an out and out striker, they're going to say, shit, you know, classic. We had Higuain. And like I said, uh, to, to Grant's point, I was disappointed when this whole Milan saga happened. Because you could tell when he got the red card against us, he was really upset about it, right? He was really emotionally charged. And that wasn't against the players. It was, it was management. So, yeah, yeah, I wasn't happy about that. So I think since then, it's been downhill. To, from there to Chelsea, you know, we're trying to get rid of him, like get rid of him off his book. So, you know, it's... Uh, and to, to, to the final point, he's 33 in December, right? So he's getting on, you know. it's He hasn't got the pace. We know that. But, my God, he has the finishing. Because remember the Napoli goal? And he managed to do that, you know. So, there we go. Wow, Albert is on one today. Holy <laughs> shit. He's rolling today. But... Um... <laughs> No, guys, I got to agree with you. Uh, you got to remember the last season we had with Sarri. You got to think that's a write-off. You know, what happened with his mom and being sick. And, you know, his head was seemed to be in another place all season. And, and, he, and he pulled through. And then COVID was happening as well. And 
you know, that's a lot to think about, right? Uh, everybody's got a family, and when you got to worry about that, I was, you know, Al, Al I think got it wrong with the with the price tag. Uh, he seems to forget that we sold Pogba for a hundred million. So really, there was no ill effect from that. A lot of people like to conflate that because we spent that ninety eight million or eighty nine million, whatever the hell it was, and then Ronaldo came after. Those are the two. The worst of the two was. Iguain and not the Ronaldo. Uh, Iguain's deal was pretty much paid for in cash. So really, there's nothing to worry about in terms of finances. Then you go and splurge on another hundred million plus, th- uh, whatever we're paying, thirty-one million a season in, in wage. That's what's killing you right now. So for financial, I'll leave it at that. And for a player who's been here for four years. Um, what is he? What was he making? That that comes out to I think around thirty million a season. That's not horrible. That's that, that's not horrible in today's for what he provided. Like you said, with the goals you guys mentioned, I'm not going to say them again because they were crucial. Um, and yeah, he was crucial in in many moments. Sure, you could argue, and I would agree with get rid of him two years ago, but we're here now. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can, you know, you got to find like like you said earlier, Albert. Uh, transfers are not, you know, uh, come to the table, give us, sign the contract, good to go. There's a lot of moving parts, and that's just the way it is. We couldn't get the deal done. You know, if you want to take that as a criticism of uh, uh, of the management, you can. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change what it is. So he's on his way. Yes, it is a lot of money that we had to pay. It's unfortunate, especially with considering everything with COVID. Uh you know, having to pay another, what is it, six, seven million out of pocket and not getting any services, that's that's going to hurt the club. So, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's it's an 18 million negative on the books, yeah. right? Uh, so, amortization of all his uh, salary, etc., and value. So, it's 18 million loss on that. When I say 18 million loss, I'm talking about 18 million loss in financial. I'm not talking about loss as a right. player. Listen, I... I don't care what people say. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. I think Higuain was a great servant to the club. He he he, he kissed the badge. You know, we're not the scummy of Napoli and treat and start doing hanging signs and and, and doing yeah. coffins of him, right, guys? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, he was a great loyal servant to the club. Even though they treat him like a piece of shit when he went to Man, he still came in, lost the weight, came in, still scored a few goals, not as many as I would have personally liked. But uh, you know, thank you very much, Higuain. All the best of luck into Miami, and I, I will miss you. I will miss you. Yes, I agree. Have a good time in Miami. Gonzalo Higuain, the thing in Napoli. You know that dude, that big uh, <laughs> Gonzalo Higuain. I know that's in Napoli, but my goodness, that gives me goosebumps every time I hear that. I love oh, that. Yeah, that's that, that's one thing they got they got down right. I mean, they play in a shithole, but at least their announcer gives us all it. Eh? <laughs> and talk about, and even earlier, I forgot to mention, like, how cheap is that son of a bitch, De Laurentiis? Like, really, three hundred thousand? You're gonna make a player pay? Like, really, dude? Really? Yeah. Just go yeah. fucking make some movies, man. Make some yeah. fucking Guy's movies. Guys, insane. Absolutely insane. And literally, the fans shine his ass like he's the coming of Christ, second coming of Christ. But uh, I'm gonna talk to a Napoli fan for the preview, like I told Graham uh, earlier, and you guys know I'm gonna talk to a Napoli fan before that game so we'll see what he's got to say about his beloved president and it's, it's not phil is it no no i would never get that loser on my podcast 
I got a block just recently uh, helping another person that unfollowed. So thanks, Ivan. I joined that fight for the fucking good cause. And then you just <laughs> kicked me in the ball. So thank you for that one. Um, but anyways, guys, yeah, no, obviously the, the Juve quiz 2.0 had, had finished up. And I just wanted your thoughts, Albert. You never told me what you thought of how I did. What's going on? Was I good? Was I shit? I know I lost by I, two I, points. I'm sorry, my friend, but... Yeah, listen, I, I, I found that you lost because obviously uh, AJ made it sure that he was the winner and did the spoiler. Thanks for that, AJ. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually, I still have to catch up on that, to be honest with you. So I've watched the semis and quarters, but I, I have to watch the final still. So I'll, 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 I'll rain check and bookmark that, but I'm disappointed, maybe. And I hope you <laughs> bloody didn't lose. And I hope you didn't bloody lose on a question that was in the 90s football because that that's not good enough. No, it wasn't. It, it was a Milos Krasic question. So that's what cost me the yeah. money. What, the yeah. red boy? Yeah, fuck. I, I can't believe that was the question that killed me, but that was the one that killed me. And then that kills you. Well, yeah, and then obviously forgetting that uh, we lost to Milan in in in, in Manchester. <laughs> that was a point I lost. 2003, you got that wrong. Yeah, but I don't remember what arena <laughs> we're losing. Just, just, just stop the podcast now. Take that Juventus shirt off and go. I was there. I was at Old Trafford there. I watched that piece of pile uh, of crap. I don't remember losses. I just remember <coughs> wins. Well, then you don't uh, watch on, many finals, do you? I was about to say, come on, hey! man. You're a, you're a Juventus fan. You got you got to remember the cup final defeats. I mean, oh, don't, never don't, let us forget. Don't, don't worry. The heart has taken the beating, but the, oh. the mind has easily forgotten. Uh, I, I, yeah, I still cool. remember that Old Trafford game. Um, yeah, that's enough on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I was thinking. I don't know why I was thinking Amsterdam, but anyways, it was. <laughs> That, that's the thing when you do the quiz, like you know, it's a sip. You know it when you're not doing the quiz, but when you're doing a quiz and you're under the pressure in the spotlight, your brain just fries. I've been there. Well, yeah, like he had uh, apparently Krasic has won a UEFA Cup, and that was one of the clues. Um, just as a little side note, guys, but um, <laughs> yeah, Krasic was one of the clues. What our UEFA Cup was the, and I'm like UEFA Cup. He must be talking about someone like maybe. In the or like late or early nineties, but fuck, I was like, who the hell did he? He must have won when he was like what sixteen on the bench. Like <laughs> seriously, what the fuck? So, uh, anyways, and then and then the, the next one was was Manzukic, and I was like, Roman, you did me dirty, my friend. No, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Roman's done a great job, and uh, yeah, stay tuned to 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 you guys because you're gonna be in the spotlight uh, come tomorrow. Uh, Afternoon, well, afternoon for me, but uh, yeah, guys, check that out, La Panquina. Well, yeah. you get to you'll get to hear uh, you get to hear the brighter side of Albert. <laughs> uh, you piece of shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, classic crime! I'm miles behind, miles. This is what I told them, guys. I said, don't get into it because I know how you guys are on the sh- uh, on La Paquita. <laughs> I don't want to see any scraps before during this. Yeah, podcast. but Daniel, Dan, you you should get on there. I know, like on the weekdays, you, it's pretty tough when it's a funny time. But if it's a weekend game, you should definitely speak to Al Roman and get on there. Buddy, oh yeah, because I think I think you'd be a laugh. You and I think you and Lewis, uh, he's he's a good chap as well. It'd be a good laugh for you two on there. North oh, yeah. American contingents. See, they might, he might actually, Roman might actually have to censor some of the things I say because it's going to be not safe for, uh, for YouTube. You might lose a couple subscribers. I might start throwing Bobo the Clown around during games now during this season. That's as my long curse, as need, as that's long my curse pop- word. As long as you don't eat popcorn, that's fine. You should be fine. <laughs> you should be fine. <laughs> 
But anyways, everybody, let's get back into it. Obviously, a prominent figure on social media has determined that he's no longer going to be part of the part of the community anymore. Yeah. And uh, nice catch, Graham, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rav from UVFC leaves uh, leaves the Twitter world. I know uh, just recently he had hit the hundred thousand uh, followers, uh, which is a massive accomplishment. I know yeah. me and him have butted heads for the past I don't know how many years, but. We usually go back and forth and, and then come back uh, back and, and talk a little bit. But, I mean, I use him for the news. I don't know how he gets it so fast um, and how on point, but he does a really good job. I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about your thoughts uh, on uh, yeah. Rav uh, leaving us. Yeah, go, go and go. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I don't really – I don't follow – all the backstories or, you know, everything that happens on a daily basis on Twitter. But when I first joined Twitter a couple of years ago, Raf was one of the first accounts that I followed because, I mean, as, as recent as two years ago, I thought it was pretty tough to get your news in English for Juventus and Italian football news. So, you know, as soon as I saw his account, you know, it had quite a lot of followers at the time. No, nowhere near the amount he's got right now, but he, he still had a large following back then. And, you know, he was regular putting out the news, the team sheets and all the speculation around Juventus, you know. He must have put so many hours into just giving you content. So, you know, I started following him and it was a great source for all my news and the transfer speculation and a lot. So, you know, if he's, if he's no longer going to be on Twitter, I mean, that's, that's going to, you know, you're going to miss him. You're going to feel that one. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, the interactions I've had with him as well. Not regularly, but any time I've had an interaction with him, he came across as a pretty decent guy, you know, pretty sound. So, you know, I'll, I'll miss him if he's not on Twitter anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, like, look, like, like everything you take in life, you know, it's, it's a, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you know, it was the kind of only sources to go to for news. You know, you got websites. I think web, websites are archaic, personally, for news. I don't look at website for news. What's the point? Twitter, you get news within seconds. You've got WhatsApp now, people in WhatsApp groups. You know, have you guys, have you heard? You know, have you heard? We've just sound Ronaldo. Like, what? You know, you go on WhatsApp and then then you go on to BBC News or a main news channel and it'll be on there, right? So I think doing a football website now in 2020, I think it's a bit archaic, personally. Um, I personally don't go. I know a lot of my friends don't go, do go on websites. So he's probably let that go. But I think also personal matters. I'm sure he's got other things going on at yeah. the moment in his life where you know the changes you know this is life you know things you can't unless you unless you've got no life no friends nothing whatsoever and you're fucking doing it day in day out then fine but it's your bread and butter and it's your money it's making you money but if it's not i ask you this question what 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 is it then what is it then so i think rav i think i was surprised i think in the summer i was saying to grown friend enough in the summer when we had the announcement when the the season will kick off again um the late summer and uh it was a friday at about 11 o'clock 10 o'clock uk time and uh the news was coming out from the from the time so i just said you know what let me have a look and literally just did that just just did the transcript google it do do lingo it and straight into twitter so it's doable but the thing is though that's me being on it so i don't know if rav i don't know the behind the scenes if rad had people working for him um but listen you know it's for my for my i've been following him for quite a while um 
But you know what, guys? I, I found I found Twitter regurgitate, regurgitation, a lot of it, right? So who comes out first will then regurgitate the rest of it, right? You know, you've got Forza, Juve, you've yeah. got Bianco Neri news. You know, it just seems it's all kind of the same stuff, you know? So yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, we'll see with the new people, who the new people are, if it's people, a team, or it's individual. Um but uh, I'm hoping that whatever it is, it's be a new, fresh, a new outlook, you know, and uh, a new chapter, you know. Good luck to them. Yeah, I, I think he was, you know, I don't, I don't want to make any speculations, but I think it was taking a toll a little bit with the, you know, maybe if something's going on in his personal life, and, and it, like you said, it is a huge undertaking um, to be that consistent. And like I said, he, he's. He was also on the Turin Giants podcast, and and then say, obviously, yeah, uh, he had to step away for that one. I I'm not sure. Uh, maybe when I have a chat with Farhad to see what had happened, but um, definitely was off that one. Uh, I don't know if he's a big fan of social media. <laughs> just just the way uh, he he would react to you know how the certain people would you know have their opinions, and you got the negative people all, all the time, and I completely get that. But I I think. He definitely, again, he's one of the the, the big OGs. But uh, yeah, I know definitely something uh, something in his personal life, and you know, your your life takes precedent. Like I've told Alvaire lots of times, and uh, maybe a couple times to Graham as well. Like this is our passion. This is our hobby. Um, I go to work uh, five days a week from X to Y, and. And you know it's been tough even just uploading this podcast. So I'm not I'm not shocked in the in the in the slightest that he uh, that he's going to step aside and hopefully he can enjoy some time off and just become yeah. a, a fan again and and not have to worry about you know portraying an image and you know I, f- I find what a lot of the guys that have that in their name it's you you have you up you have to uphold and unfortunately even with a video that I had done recently. Um, someone had to step aside and I'm not going to mention names. I'm sure you guys can connect the dots, but you know, when you're involved with something of, uh, of Juventus and you're going to use their name, uh, that does take a toll and you have to be, uh, you have to act a certain way. Uh, and that's just, so be it. So, I mean, I hope he got a big check for it. That's, that's my thing. I, ho- I hope someone's <laughs> going to take over and, and gave him a nice check because, kind of a cap off uh, an era of, of, of UV news. And you said it best. I try and, you know, not play. I like to kind of, you know, talk about what's being rumored and what's being thrown out there. That's why I do bring up the news. But like you said it best, Albert, uh, there's a lot of regurgitation. And that's what just pisses me off. Like someone on YouTube had posted on one of my videos, and I'm guessing it was a joke, but they were like, why don't you do a lot of the news like, gee, just for clicks now? I mean, sure, it would be if I had the time. It'd be easy for me to sit here and read the headlines, and you know, read the tw- read what Gazetta's doing, and read what Sky's doing, and and then make a five to seven video and keep posting it every day. But guys, there's no, you know, you don't get to see any personality in that. You don't get to see any authenticity. And you know, like I said, like just hearing these two the, for the past uh, thirty minutes, they're going back and forth. They're getting pissed off. The, the voice is getting elevated a little bit. But th- th- that's what I. That's what I strive for, and that's what I like. Um, and uh, yeah, no, best of luck to Rav. Like I said, I, I'm probably gonna reach out to him and maybe, uh, you know, settle a little bit of what we had in the past, and and just wish him luck and congratulate him on the successful project. I think, um, 
I've always noticed, I think he's a nice guy, but he got caught up in, in, in the hype, and, and that was unfortunate between me and him. But no, like I said, Rav, congratulations on, on everything, and best of luck in, in the future. And um, yeah, so let's get into some actual, you know, what we expect from this season. I know you kind of, have you changed your opinion, Albert, from the last time you were on the podcast at all? Do you still expect nothing out of this year? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, because I think people are so so naive, these PlayStation fans, thinking Pilo, because he was a great player on the pitch for us, and he's a world-class player. Don't get me wrong, I love the guy, right? He was a great player, right? Um, because he puts on his suit, and depends how he dresses on Sunday. I'd love to see how, actually, I'd love to see how he dresses on Sunday. Is he in his <laughs> track suit, like a Surrey style? Or is he going to go to, like, Max Allegri style with a suit and a long trench black coat, right? Mr. Cool with his hands in his pockets, right? To me, guys... It's a huge gamble, and this is Agnelli's choice, right? And he, I honestly think he's, he has my take on this, right? And he, if we don't get the la, la decima, Agnelli's gone. I'm telling you now, Agnelli will go. I think so. I think this Holy is it. Shit, I think, I think, news, I, I think Agnelli, I think Agnelli will go after this tenure. I think he will change because I think there's so much. I think a, a club. Like everything, everything you talk about. I, I'm going to do an analogy with with companies in the real world, right? When companies like, for example, Citibank have just employed a fem- first female CEO of a banking firm, one of the biggest banking firms in the world. That 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 sends shockwaves across the world, right? In the banking world, what I'm saying is is that you're looking at a different dynamic, a different different. And Nelly can only do so much, right? Um, you know, he's if we win the Diechima. He might continue, might not, but I think he's given. And I know you, me, and Daniel will go back and forth about him and what what you ante and on. But what what I've seen in the last ten years, we've built our own stadium, brought in some class players. Our our club's not on the brink of bankruptcy. You know, we we've we've won a lot, we've taken a lot. Obviously, we've lost a couple of finals, which was hurts. But I generally think he's putting his eggs onto Pirlo. All his eggs in his box with Pirlo, right? Because he thinks that Pirlo can galvanize the team. Because like, I think Graham said this before, the team can run on its own. I, I, it can run on its own, right? Uh, when you've got Kellini, Buffon, you know, Twerk Merchant, you've got all these players that are in there that are senior enough to run the team. Ronaldo. So I think Pilo is there to galvanize and put an arm around the player saying, you're not going, doing well, come on, let's, let's have, see how it can get done. But I just, I think, I think personally, I think this is the last time we'll see Agnelli there for this season, I think, if it doesn't happen. But again, I'm expecting in all in all competitions everything everything shit <laughs> Graham <laughs> I'm expecting 10 in a row that's what I'm expecting <laughs> I've got I have zero expectations in the Champions League um, I'm not one of those fans where you know if we, if we don't win the Champions League then the season's a failure you know that's bullshit in my view yeah. you know as long as you win your domestic league it's a success, you know. I mean, if you go and look at the history of like title titles won in a row, you know, in Serie A, no one's got anywhere near ten as far as I'm aware. You know, if if we get ten in a row, that no one will ever come near that again, at least in our lifetimes. I mean, this is literally a decade of dominance we are talking about. You know, we've been dominating the league for so long. Obviously, we were unfortunate with the Champions League finals. Um, you know, um, those were two of the best teams in, you know, a long time that we lost to. I'm not going to make excuses, yeah. but, you know, when you look at Bar- when Barcelona fans talk about, you know, their favourite teams, I mean, they'll talk about 
Neymar, Suarez, and Messi. And that was back in 2000. You're talking what five years ago? So that was when those players were in their prime. And then you look at the Real Madrid team. I mean, I, I still don't know to this day what the hell happened in that second half. But I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo. That was when he had you know the famous noodle hair, like those blonde highlights, whatever the hell it was. And he was scoring for fun in that season. So we came this close, this close twice to a treble. So that just tells you how dominant we've been. I mean, it's gotten to the point where you know most fans go into a season and the minimum expectation is, yeah, we'll win the league. You know, a, a ball hasn't even been kicked and fans will say, yeah, we'll win the league. Like, it's a given. And there will be one day where it happens where we don't win the league because it's impossible to win the league every single season. I mean, no one does that. I mean, even clubs like Bayern Munich and PSG don't do that. There's always a blip. There's mm. always someone comes out of nowhere. I mean... There was a period of time where like Dortmund came out of nowhere and suddenly Bayern Munich went winning the league, despite everyone expecting them to do it on a regular basis. Same with PSG when Monaco appeared. So it will happen at some point, but you know, as far as this season is concerned, I think we'll I think we'll win the league. I'm not so sure about Coppa Italia. It depends how we go into that. You know, if if we go into the Coppa Italia trying to win it, I think we'll win it, but. As far as Champions League, I'll be the same again as last season. I'll be happy if we reach the quarterfinals. I'm surprised you didn't say about Rangers or Celtics uh, unbeaten runs in the league. Well, <laughs> now that you've mentioned that, right, now you've mentioned that, like ten, like maybe ten in a row doesn't mean anything to people outside of Scotland, but ten in a row is a massive deal in Scottish football, right? And like, it's just it would be brilliant for me if like. Because Rangers, Glasgow Rangers and Glasgow Celtic fans are always badgering on about 10 in a row, 10 in a row. Those, those two sides have only ever won 9 in a row. So if my club won 10 in a row before either one of those two, I will be bragging about that to every single person I come across. <laughs> let, 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 me, let, let me just tell you something, guys. Uh, look, Daniel, don't want to drag this on. Just to justify, before I get crucified... It's fine, I'm drag it on as much as you want. I, I'm yeah, I'm Mr. Negative and all that. It's not negative, right? And this is my stance on this, right? One... Pilo, no manager experience. Zero. He only just got his qualification a few days ago, right? So that's one. Two, our right-back situation hasn't been resolved. Our left-back situation hasn't been... Okay, we've got Pellegrini, and hopefully he will be proven. Hopefully. But, okay, so let's leave that one there. Up front, we're not going to even talk about that up front issue that we have up front, right? Our midfield... It's looking a lot better than what it was last season. McKinney is looking sharp, right? But we'll see. Uh, the so-called next Edgar Davids, American Edgar Davids, we'll see. Uh, the taller, bigger version of that one. Um, <laughs> Kulizewski is looking, is looking sweet. You know, Rabio was looking strong at the end of last season. Um, I'm a big believer in Ramsey. I know I've got some haters on Ramsey, but people don't watch the Premiership when Rambo was playing for Arsenal. When that guy's on form, you cannot touch him. You just cannot touch him. The problem is with his fitness. Costa's the same. If Costa, I get excited to see Costa come on the pitch, right? So, but, but coming back to my point, my concern is Kalini gets injured again. I hope he doesn't. Delict's out. He doesn't have confidence to play Demaral. So we're gonna have we're gonna have Danilo playing centre back with Bonucci. So we've got a problem there, guys. Right? So I, I say this time and time again, we will get undone and unstuck when you get when we're up up against a, an opposition who is far more superior tactically in their preparation with a coach who's able to adapt in the game, right? Mm. This could be a team against Verona. Verona drew with Roma today, 0-0. If you watch the game, I watched some clips on it. 
but rather were very clever how they were pushing the men back and how they were playing how they're playing behind the ball you know Pilo will say you know that's to me my problem you know if we're gonna we can play teams against i don't know spell or whatever you know you, you know you might have a manager who's going to be so switched on tactically adapting the game throughout the game i don't i can't see Pilo doing it boys it just doesn't make any sense to me you would not, Daniel, you would not have someone to do up your house, a, a brand new apprentice electrician and say, Howdy, mate, I'm going to do up your whole house or a plumber. You wouldn't. Who would? Who would? But it really has. So there we go. Enjoy the ride strapping, boys, and uh, let's go for a nice little bumpy ride. And listen, at the end of the season, we win the 10 in a row. Everyone can tell you I told you so. I'm happy. Oh, yeah. At the, end, at the end of the day, it's a win-win. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I'm not one of those idiots like, oh, yeah, we won. But because we won by a, by one point, a win is a win. And like yeah. and like Allegri said in his famous, famous conference, he said, muso corto, win it by a nose break. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, people now say, oh, yeah, yeah the Serie A last season, Sarri won it by one point. Okay, we were, we were losing a lot of points. But we yeah. won it. We won it. I was done. It was done. And History only remembers the winners. Well, exactly. Exactly. And I no, I agree. I think it's going to be a rocky start. I, I, I think Pirlo is a smart enough guy that he's going to be able to, to figure out what we need to do to get to the job, get the job done. But no, like you said with Agnelli, he's going to leave. Yeah, because he know he's going to go on to start the Super League. He's going to be the president of the Super League. And then no one will, will ever be able to get 10 in a row again. That's the type of guy he is. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I agree. I think it's for expectations. I think Champions League still, I still think it's going to be a rocky road. There's obviously, if you looked at the pot, the pots that are, they're there, there's could be some, uh, some incredibly hard, uh, groups. Yeah. And, um, no, I mean, depending on what Barcelona is going to come out like, who knows? They could have a disastrous year. Um, Zidane's going to want to prove that he's not just the, an all-star coach. Um, after last season, uh, you know, I, I would say I am not going to give him his due for last year the way it was. Barcelona basically unraveled and no one picked up the slack or no one had the room to pick up the slack. Even Atleti didn't do anything uh, remotely uh, well to, to challenge. So really it was kind of a walk for Real Madrid. Then you got these other teams, um, Chelsea reinforced uh, with some with some good players. You have, again, Atletico is going to be in that second pot. I think Dortmund's going to be in that pot with Haaland. You have, um, who else? Man City and Man U are also going to be on there. Man U, bring them on. Jesse, let's go. For my best, <laughs> My best friend, let's go. I want you in that group. We're going to smash you, motherfuckers. But, um, <laughs> and yeah, then you won't have Mourinho to be doing any fucking g- gestures uh, at the Allianz. But ho- again, I hope we can get some fans this season. That's another thing, too. Um, that's going to be another massive revenue hit if we well, can. Well, apparently, yeah. a thousand fans tomorrow, boys. Apparently, a thousand fans are permitted tomorrow. I hope oh, so. Legit, legit, 100. Well, apparently fans? so. I've just seen it. Yeah, a thousand fans can go in the Samp game tomorrow. I don't know how true this is, but it's just come out. So, so I don't know how much of that of that is true. So, a thousand fans are permitted. So, yeah, here so we what? go. Here we go. Here we go. So, Juventus domani sera Juve Samp si giocherà la presenza di mille invitati. So it's a thousand. Look, it's it's official. Juventus website. Brilliant. So, how are they getting the tickets though? List ticket. 
Actually, you know, that's a good point because I want to see those son of a bitches with regards to my ticket process, honestly. But listen, really sum it up. You talk about Champions League. I'm telling you now who's going to win the Champions League. Not because they smashed that German team 7-1, whatever it was. Bayern, Bayern Munich will win it again. And I'll tell you why. If you look, if you look at the spectrum, apart from Chelsea, apart, yeah. let's, let's put Chelsea aside because we've got Eden Hazard's money and the two summer transfer bans, the two window bans. Right? So they've had money, right? Yeah. Put that aside. No other team has spent big this year. No other team. Oh, yeah. No one. So actually, if you think about it, Madrid has still got the same players. Yeah. Barcelona have still got the same players. Just about to win or lose Fangman. But, you know, we've got the same, roughly about the same squad as well, if give or take. We've got the right, same squad, right? Um, who else are the players? Man United, you know, they've got, they've bought in, who they did, they brought someone in. Oh, uh, the, uh, the, the guy from Ajax, the Bleak, right? Yeah. So yeah. apart from that, boys, level playing field, everyone's a level but. But Bayern Munich, they still got the same squad. They've got, in fact, they got Leroy Sané. They fucking joined them, and they've just gone up. So yeah. I honestly the, think Bayern is going to smash this again. The the simple fact is Bayern Munich are the only complete team around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at them from top to back; they don't yeah. have <clears throat> any issues. I mean, even a club like Man City. Okay, we talk. Everybody talks about oh, they've got De Bruyne, they've got Aguero, they've got so many talented players. Pep Guardiola as a manager, you know, that team's got issues at centre-back. Bayern Munich have zero issues. They've actually yeah. got a complete squad. That's a scary thing. And to make it even more scary, there's quite a few players that are young in that team. I yeah. mean, Serge, Serge Nabry. I mean, yeah. where the hell did he come from? He just seemed to come out of nowhere on the scene and bang goals in for fun. I mean, he just scored a hat-trick there against Schalke. So yeah. they are the most complete team, and, and they then, are a team to be feared. Don't forget, you've got some sort of Canadian kid as well, huh? Yeah, yeah some, Canadian some, blood. Yeah, we're going to win the yeah. World Cup 2026, guys. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, right? When you see when you see a left-back that passes the ball to a right-back to score <laughs> against Barcelona. Yeah. I, I mean, it's... <laughs> but, what, but what did you think of that final? Like, I, I, I wouldn't say they particularly played great. I don't know if it was nerves and maybe being in an empty stadium. But wasn't it wasn't a smashing game, uh, in my opinion. I mean... Like I said, it could have been nervous, nervous legs or, or what, but I think there's a real chance like last season for any team to kind of pick it up and go, take it and go. And um, yeah, I agree. Bayern is, is the most complete team, but yeah. they haven't decided. They're going to go back to two legs, I think. There's no confirmation on, on single legs, right? Is that correct, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. Does that change things now for Bayern? Bayern yeah. Teams are gonna teams are gonna have a chance to find a way to set up like they usually do with Juve in the second leg or the first. Yeah. Leg. But, go, but, but again, Daniel, go back, back, go back to what I was saying before, right? Look at the eleven playing field. You look at people complaining about the Mercato, what Mercato we've had, right? You got to see what everyone else is doing in the Mercato, right? right? You look at you look at you look at Marda. They're pulling Kolarov. They're looking to bring Vidal in. You know, it's not like young blood they're bringing in, right? It's right. it's players they're trying to feel to strengthen the squad that they feel that certain type of play that they need, right? So, and you look at Milan. They brought in Tonelli, Tonali. That's it, you know. And, Z- and Zlatan, oh Zlatan, at fifty years old, is resigning, and that's a big signing. Do you know what I'm saying, guys? It's 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 you look at across the playing field right now today. Today, apart from Chelsea, because Chelsea is the unknown. Okay, so okay, Chelsea is the only unknown quantity in this whole division, right? This discussion, the only known quantity is Bayern, and Bayern to me, Bayern will be the one to be. They are the benchmark. 
those ones to be not Madrid, not Barcelona, not Man City, Man United, and not even Liverpool, not even Liverpool, because yeah. you know I don't think Liverpool will, will. Yeah, I think that's it. Liverpool, they've had their time now. So then, where are we going then? What's your prediction? With Juventus. Okay. With yeah, Juve. where are we going? Yeah, all the competitions. Let's start with. Well, not to Serie A because I want to do the top eight and the bottom three. Champions League, where are we going out? Because it doesn't seem like you think we're winning it. So, where Second are we round. going? Second round. So, round of 16. And we'll be lucky. We'll scrape through as seconds. Number two is in the, in the squad. And we'll go into the second round and get knocked out. Ooh. A bear is on fire tonight. <laughs> Graham, where, where are we going? Good God, Albert, you're making me know what to bother watching the bloody game the more away. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna say quarterfinals. Um I think well, I think we'll get lucky in the round of sixteen. I think we'll get a team that we can actually beat. You know, hopefully. I mean we <laughs> said the same about Leon and look how that went. But I think you know, I think maybe we'll get at least one tough opponent in the group stage. We will win the group, I'll say. It won't be it won't be pretty, it won't be straightforward. And then um, we'll get to the quarterfinals and it'll be disappointment as usual. But on the plus side, I mean we got knocked out in the round of sixteen last season, so that's progress, right? <laughs> Fair enough. And the next preview is just gonna be general talk with uh, Mohammed who it's kind of <clears throat> gonna be a it's gonna be a catch up ep- episode, so I'm gonna make my final predictions as well in this one. We're gonna go to the final. We're gonna lose to Bayern. So hopefully that does the reverse jinx <laughs> and we get over the hump, boys. Let's go. Come on. Tell me, we tell got me what this. you're smoking. Uh, we can't mention that on this show. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. that Bayern Munich is a team that we are we need to beat because I can't remember. The, the, I think the last time we beat Bayern Munich was pre-Calciapoli. Yeah. yeah. That's how long ago. That is very true. That is very true. Oh, it's going to happen, guys. We're going to beat them. They're going to fall asleep. We're going to take some steroids and we're good to go. The ones that Ronaldo uses. Yeah. That's, that's, what he's, that's what he's brought to the club for. That and the hair transplants. <laughs> um, well, Coppa Italia. What do you think about Coppa Italia? Are we going to go? Are we going to not give a shit about it? What's, what's the deal? Semi-final. Get knocked out by Merda or by Milan. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Graham, go ahead. We're going to win it because I want that Coppa Italia patch back on the Juventus shirt. <laughs> you, you, honestly, you're going to change your name to, oh, I don't know, Mr. Optimistic here. <laughs> optimistic? I just said we're getting knocked out in the quarterfinal. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to send, I'm going to send, I'm going to send a novice engineer, a novice electrician, a novice plumber up north to do up your house, buddy. See how you <laughs> feel about that. It's fine, okay. We've got Cristiano Ronaldo. We've got Andrea Pirlo as a as a manager. Pirlo is going to be on the training pitch, and he's going to teach Ronaldo how to take free kicks. I mean, did you see what he done for Portugal? The man yeah. is learning from the maestro. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's all Pirlo. Who, who knows? We might be. He might be able to be a player manager as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If we get in trouble, we might be able to go on the pitch. It's Solve like Pirlo, the midfield yeah, issues. Because Matuidi's gone because of Pirlo. Higuain's gone because of Pirlo. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's sure. the real reason why Agnelli wanted to bring him back. Because he knew that he could play him if need be. And then he wouldn't have to buy another midfielder. That's fucking... <laughs> it's brilliant, boys. It's brilliant planning. What, what do you think, Daniel? Who do you think? What do you think we're doing Coppa? Coppa, Coppa Italia, I think we'll probably lose to, like, Genoa. And, and we're, we're going to say, fuck it. Fuck Coppa Italia this year. It's not happening. We're not going that's for the, the treble. First, that's, 
that's the, that's in the sixth round sixteen already. I think. Oh yeah. Wow. So you're even yeah. worse than me. No, yeah. Oh yeah. We're we're gonna go. What's gonna happen is we're just gonna we're gonna play like absolute dog shit in the group stage. We're just gonna get second place, and then we're just gonna have the we're gonna have it made. The final path to the finals gonna be we're gonna get like locomotive Moscow in the next round. It's 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 all, I can see it all in my head. It's wow. all happening. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, now let's get to the city. Yeah. Um, let's go bottom three first. Who's getting relegated, boys? Benevento for a start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. Crotone. Yep. Sorry. Sorry to the South, all my <laughs> Southern fans. And whoever else came up from Serie B. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Oh, so it, well, yeah, so it was uh, Spezia, Spezia, Hellas Verona, and Benevento, yeah. correct? So you think you're still going with Benevento, Crotone, and or do you want to go change it to those three? I'll go with Benevento and Spezia, Crotone. I agree with Crotone, but I think uh, Udinese is going to take the drop this year. They're due. And they play like dog shit like every year and somehow get lucky enough to, to to stay up. This is their year, 2020. This is the year, 2020 is 2020, 2021 <laughs> is the year they're fucking going down. No, I, I think it's a close. I think it's going to be tight. I think Crotone, Spezia and uh, Benevent is tight. But I do believe, I, I agree with you, Dan. I, th- I think, I think uh, uh, Udinez is there. But also Verona because Verona have lost their, they saw Kumbala to Roma. So they've lost their centerpiece at the back. Yeah, He's done really well. He played really well against us. He was touted to go to Lazio. We were touted to get him out of nowhere. Now he's gone to Roma. So they've lost their man. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tight at the bottom. It will be tight. Actually, I just did a, you, 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 you confirm my, sorry, Hellas came up last year. You were right. It was Crotone and it was uh, Benevento and Spezia. Yeah. Sorry about that, but I still I still keep my uh, my picks. I think Spezia is going to replace the black and white that is Udinese because I believe their colors are both black and white. Maybe not yeah. stripes, but they'll just survive by the skin of their teeth and be like the first team that's been in Serie A or the first time they've been in Serie A for I don't know how many years, and uh, they're going to stay up. So that's my thoughts. Okay. Top four, plus, and then we're going to add another four teams. I guess five and six, maybe five, six, seven would be Europa League. Who's winning the title? Albero, I think we know who's not winning the title, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Now, listen, guys, I don't listen. I want us to win the tournament, but I just can't see it happening. Can't yeah, but are you it. just saying that for because you don't want to jinx it, or are you saying it because you no, believe? I ju- no, but listen, I've watched football for a long, long time, and it's not like I know it all, but. Juve have gone through a period when we've got people like Del Neri, Zaccarone, uh, Ranieri, uh, Ciro Ferrara, Massimo Carrera for a very short, very short period, but he's now, he, I, I reckon, he's quality. And, and if you look at the denominator, common denominator, all these, these type of coaches, we've won jack shit. End of. When we have coaches like Lippi, Allegri, even people hated Allegri when they joined. And I was, I had so much stick when he came to Juve, I said, you know, tacere, everyone keep quiet, because i tell you something, watch this guy do something. And I tell you, a lot of these people, I don't see them anymore. And look what he did, he delivered us, delivered us five, you know. If I, could, on, still, if I could still throw a stone at that bus, I, I still would. Yeah, but, you know, look, you know, I, I, yeah, the thing is, though, it's, it's just, it's just, 
guys, I uh, I don't know how I can say this anymore. I think Pilo, it's just like God's sake, man. You, you, it's not, we're not Sassuolo. We're Juventus, man. Imagine, okay. imagine, imagine that like Man United, right, brought in. Uh, uh, Rio Ferdinand is the coach, or Scholes is the coach. Do you generally right. think Man United? Oh, they got a social. Oh yeah, <laughs> Oli at the wheel. Well, that went. Go- that was going well, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and they lost to Crystal Palace today, so that's uh, exactly a great but, start to the season. So, uh, listen, I, I think I think we're going to finish third. Finish oh, third. Hard. Yeah. Okay, well then, so what? So are is Pirlo getting sacked? Is that your yeah, consensus? Yeah, yeah, he'll be sacked in December. Ooh, hot guess, takes tonight, boys. And guess, and guess who's going? Guess who's going to step up? Who? Tudor. Ego. Well, they don't have the money to sign another manager. That's oh, why yeah, we've got Pirlo. No, they'll just bring Sari back. Listen, I hope. Listen, I'm hope. I hope. I hope I'm wrong, guys. I genuinely. But my, I, I, you know, you can reason with your head, with your heart, with your gut. You know, look at look at the history. Look at football. It doesn't work like that. You know, for everyone, oh yeah, look at Zidane. Look at uh, Pep Guardiola. I said, okay, for every Zidane, for every Pep Guardiola, how many other coaches have come in and have gone, dissipated? Seedorf, Gattuso, player after player after player, coach, great players on the pitch. They, they haven't. You know, it's people are getting sucked into the whole PLO thing. So third, if we're lucky. Okay, I'm right. I'm right. I'm writing these down, so I'm holding your ass accountable if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Graham, the go ahead. Part, the worst part is, guys, if it does happen, I can't be laughing. Ha ha! I told you so. Because what kind of fan am I then? I'm unfollowing you if you turn into one of them fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Graham, go ahead. <laughs> I, I start every season saying Juventus is going to win. I know. You know, I completely agree with what Aubert's saying. Like, Pirlo, oh, yeah. untested, unpro- unproven. That's why I'm, like, minimum expectation. Well, no expectation whatsoever in the Champions League. I don't expect us to do jack shit in the Champions League. <clears throat> but with the league, we've you know, we've got so many players that are they're used to it. You know, they've been there and they've done that. I mean, if this squad can win the Serie A under frickin' Sarri, I mean, they can win it under Pirlo. I mean, yeah. basically, I would imagine that Pirlo... You know, if the if the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo come up to Pirlo and say, "We should play this way. I want to play in that uh, position. I work best in this uh, role," Pirlo will just say, "Okay." <laughs> he's not going to be, and then I think that's why the players will get on his side because he's not going to be, he's not going to be rigid. He's not going to just say, "This is my tactic. This is my philosophy. You can work to me, me not work to you." Right. So I think I think we will win it. I mean, when you look at the other teams, like. No one's really strengthened that much, like right. not to the not to the level where you look at Merda and you think to yourself, "Oh, Jesus, they've signed A, B, and C. They're going to be a massive threat to us, and we should be worried about them." I don't really see that. I mean, it will be a very tough season. I mean, I think I've said to you uh, previous uh, in the previous podcast, yeah. you know, it's going to be very tough. It's not going to be easy whatsoever, and you know, we're not going to run away with it. I think it'll be one of those seasons where. The title is decided, you know, win or lose, it's going to be the final two or three games. You know, it's going to go right down to the wire again, like the way it was looking to go last season. I mean, I if, COVID, if, if COVID didn't happen, last season was going to go all the way down to, like, match day, the final one, pretty much. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so who is going to be first for you? I know Fiorentina's in first right now. Is that who, you, is that who you're picking up here? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I certainly believe um, at Atlanta is going to be there. Not win it. But Atlanta will be on the uh, maybe second. Please don't come in my podcast and say what you're about, what I think you're about to say. Don't do it. Just think about what you're about to say, because I, no, I, I already, it. I already hear, I already hear the words out of your mouth. Because no, no, you, it's, well, because then there's other places that would actually say Forza and then that word. Yeah, that, no, 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 no. They, they, they will finish fourth and fifth this season. They will finish below us. That's Holy for sure. Shit. They will finish below us. So I generally guys think it's table of be, riches. The surprise package to me will be Milan Napoli. Those two. Oh, Seriously. okay. Seriously. So I think, Milan I think, one? And Napoli. Milan and Napoli. I think uh Napoli bought that uh that striker, he's looking shit hot. You know, preseason last season he's done pretty well. You know, Napoli tend to do it every time. They tend to buy a striker out of nowhere. And that guy becomes a superhero. And then he gets sold off for 50, 60, 70 million. So I, I generally, guys, I generally think it will be Napoli and Milan. If Milan continue, and remember, guys, the, the, the season only finished a few weeks ago, about a month ago. Milan were on fire, man. On yeah. fire. On form. Right? So Lazio dissipated. I, I honestly think it will be Milan, Napoli. I can't tell between the two. Milan, Napoli. Well, you um, have uh, Milan, Napoli at Atlanta. In the mix, Lazio will be in the mix, so that's four, and then Juventus. You said Juventus is third. Well, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, you're no, not no. the league football. No, 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 I'm talking about in the mix, in the mix, but we will finish. No, no, there. but we need, we need exact places. Oh, okay, Who's Milan, first? Napoli, Juve. Milan, Napoli, Juve, okay. I, I don't know. I don't see you with Napoli, Albert. I, I, I think they're going to choke this year, and they're going to they're gonna be in the, the shitter. I have them mm-hmm. in a, a, a lot lower place than you do. I have them I'm on the other I'm on the other side of Europa League. Oh wow. Okay, so we got for me we got Lazio and I think Merda's gonna be in third place. I think Lazio's gonna lose right on the last day. That that's my thoughts. We're gonna beat Merda on the second last week. And then we're gonna have uh who is who's that gonna be? I think it was Bologna as the last game. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna tag him. So that's my prediction for the season for that. But, I, yeah, I think Lazio's got the guns, man. And uh, me and Graham were talking about it. Lazio has the team that can do it. If they have if they have their center backs, like, like uh, what's his name? Acerbi is good, en- is, is good enough. If he stays healthy and they play counter-attacking football, I don't see how they can't replicate it. If Immobile becomes hot and scores just as many goals, what, what's going to stop them? They're gonna have the yeah. They're gonna play in Champions League. They're gonna have. They're gonna get knocked out of that easily in the first group, like they in, in the group like they usually do, especially yeah. back in the what was that 2000, 2001. Then they're gonna have their their weeks free. They're gonna be playing every weekend. It's not gonna like they're gonna have to play every three days. So I think Lazio for two again. I mean, unfortunately to my paisan back in uh, Italy, my cousins, my relatives. Sorry about that, but uh, tough shit. We're going for the tenth. Um, but yeah, that's my second and third. How about yours, Graham? Um, well, I said Juventus will win the league. <clears throat> I think it's, there's actually a lot of competition when you really think yeah. about it. I think Merda second, and I, I, I really want to fit Milan into it. I think Milan will get back into the Champions League. 
Because yeah, like Aubert touched all about like Aubert touched on, you know, they were good at the end of last season. Things seemed to be clicking for them. I mean, the same Tonali, will it yeah. be a hit? Will it be a miss? We'll find out because you know he's going to be playing in I think Milan are in the Europa League, am I correct? So yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be playing European football, so we'll see how that goes for him. And you know, they've got the Ibrahimovic factor. I mean, the guy is very easy to hate and dislike when he's not on your team, but he does pop up and score goals for them. He's not going to do it regularly, but you know he, he scored a decent amount of goals last season, for well, half a season basically. Yeah, exactly. So I think he will be a big factor for them. But Alan, so that makes that means you're going to have to leave out either Lazio or Atlanta. Yeah. And either one of them sides deserving a top four when you're talking about it pre-season. I think. I think I'll have to be Atalanta because they're the most entertaining side to watch in Serie A at this moment. Well, coming off from last season, but it's very tough because I think. Oh yeah. It's like you said earlier on, like Lazio, they're they're not going to do much in Europe. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Lazio just may take a page out of Napoli's book and just throw in yeah. the hill in the Champions League to try and compete. But there's something about Milan where I just think after all these years, they're finally going to get into the Champions League again. So Juventus, Merda, Milan, Atalanta. That's just what I'm going to go for. I'll probably be wrong, though. As long as Juventus are top, that's all I care about. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree with Atalanta getting in. Um, I think Milan's going to be the one looking at, looking um, from the outside looking in. Um, I think they're just going to barely not make it. I think they're going to play a good season, but I, I think they're just a little too early right now. I think Milan's on the resurgence. I think they'll get back into Europa League. Are they in Europa League for sure, certain? 100%? Yeah. Yeah, they were oh. in a qualifier against an Irish team. Okay. Shamrock Rovers. Shamrock yeah. Rovers. <laughs> what are the... What are the... That, that's... Uh... Del Piero's <laughs> cracking goal, remember? That's... Free kick. Shit, man. <laughs> in the pouring rain. Long well, distance they, free kick. Yeah, are they going to go on a run now too after the, maybe give them a couple of years? Shit. But <laughs> uh, no, I think they're just going to miss. They're, they're going to be in fifth spot. They'll be in Europa League group stage. Um, but yeah, what about your last uh, two, Roman? Who's, go, who's going in fourth? Who's going in fifth? Uh, yeah, fourth and fifth. So, so you said have, Milan, Napoli, Juve. You got right Yeah, now. so I have, I have Merda and Merda. Atalanta. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So thing who's is, who? thing is, guys? Again, I say this again. Look, striker. You know who's coming yep. in? We don't have we don't have anyone at this point in time. And if they do come in, I just I just I don't I just can't see it this year. And I'm not being and listen. I, I'll be honest. I'm not going to be the one being negative all this season and told you so. But yep. history's taught us. People look back at history, and it's told us. And people have a short term memory loss there. Goldfish memory. And they say, oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Of course it's exciting because you've got an unknown quantity in your hands. You don't know how it's going to go. I was very excited when Sari joined. And I'm going to say that. I admit to that. When he joined us, I was excited. I thought, you know, he's going to bring the Napoli flair type football. Attacking football. We're going to win games three, four, five nil. And I'm thinking, well, well, was I wrong? You know, I was wrong. It's okay. Don't worry. I'll still crack a beer with you, Albert. You'll still be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> friend. <laughs> Okay, so so we you have some notable teams. Obviously, obviously Lazio is not going to be top anything um, at that point. 
do you have them in what that Europa League spot? Do you see them yeah. slipping mid table or what? No, I just I just don't I don't just I can't see I can't see him doing anything, Lazio. I just I think I think Luis El, Luis is uh, so Luis Alberto, the the midfielder. He's the key. Yeah. And the moment he got injured, Lazio collapsed. He's he's the engine room, and you can't yeah. depend on one player. To generate all your play, you just can't. Not not in today's football. So wow, they they beat us twice. And with well, that's uh... because they, because Sarri was a piece of shit when it came to tactics against Lazio. <laughs> Fuck's sake, you lose your first game against them, get hammered. You don't get spanked two weeks later, and you get spanked again. I mean, come on, man. Oh, oh memories. Man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> good times. So I'm guessing that Napoli's going to end in that that six spot for you, uh, Graham. Yeah, it'll be. Trying to think of the top four. So you got, you got, yeah, Juve, you got Juve, Merda, Milan, Atalanta, Lazio. Yeah, so it'll be, sorry, what was my top four there? You you had Juve winning the title, Merda in second, Milan in third, Atalanta in fourth, and Lazio in fifth. Yeah, so it'll be Lazio, Napoli, and there's a six, there's a third place for Europa League, isn't there? Is there? uh, I'm not. Or is it just the two? I'm not 100% on that, but there could be. So, But you got two more teams to go. So for me, my seventh and eighth are going to be uh, – or sorry, I never said my sixth. So my sixth is going to be Roma. They're going to get the last uh, Europa League spot. Napoli, I think, is going to be seventh. I really think they're going to have a shit year this year. They wow. are l- – look, they already got rid of Alan. He's gone. They got rid of uh, – who, know, who knows? We still got – just remember, guys, don't hold your breath. We got till October fifth till the window's done. Yeah. So Kulabali right. could be gone potentially. Okay. Yes, yes. And just to caveat that, if we do get an out and out striker of oh. a name, a name we weren't associated, like we did with McKinney. No one knew McKinney and no one could tell me they knew McKinney yeah. was coming to Juventus. So you can fucking jog on, right? If we get a striker like I don't know, I'll throw a name. I'm just going to throw a name. I'm just going to throw a name. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Kane, for example, just for example, he won't. Then you think, oh, well, that changes things then. It does. It does change things. Then I think Juve will then maybe come second then. But are, you turning, are you turning into Montblano now, Albert? No, no, no. Because <laughs> I, 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 I think Montblano probably dreamed about McKinney coming to Juve at some point. I'm sure he did. But uh, anyway, seven eight. What do what do you guys think? Who's your seven eight? Roma seventh. Roma seventh. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that. Roma seventh. Yeah. Who's eight? Uh, Give me a team. Give me a mid table team. Sassuolo. Sassuolo. That's a good show. <laughs> Caputo. Good show. I had Fiorentina to pick up from their shit season last year. Yeah. Fiorentina can fucking get relegated for all I give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> And Graham, shit bag every year. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. Roma, Sassuolo. Sassuolo is one of them dangerous sides where they just yeah. creep up out of nowhere and they give you a tough game. I mean, yeah, that last season. I agree. I I think they could do damage as well. Uh, I think Atalanta is going to be a mixed bag. Like they could be really, I think, higher than what all of us have said because they have made. They have made some moves. They're another yeah. team that has has picked up. They picked up Romero uh, from us on on the defensive end. They picked uh, I think that young kid from Ukraine, Marinchuk, and um, who else? I'm guessing they kept Zapata. So yeah, they can. I th- I think they could be dangerous. I think they could if 
if Champions League maybe doesn't go the way, you know, maybe they get knocked out round of 16 or group stage or whatever, the, I think they could go on a streak if, if they buy in still to Gasparini's uh, model. But yeah, now we have, we have all your takes on paper. You're all held to the, to the, to the sword. Do you not and... think it's weird to talk about Atlanta? Do you not think it's weird no one went in for Goosens or had to put? No one. I just think they probably wanted so much money. Yeah, but but this is my point, guys. I, I, I that's why. I are think you are you are you trying to say they're system players? Is that what you're trying to get? At? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, guys. I think people get a bit carried away. They're all oh, Guzman should come to Juventus. He will fail at Juventus. Those players play well in that team, that system, that structure, that style of play. As soon as you take them out, look at that. Uh, what's that player? Who that went from Lazio to Inter, De Ville, Ville, what's his name, De Ville, De Ville. Yeah, the centre-back. Yeah, well, he hasn't done oh, much, has he? Yet? De Vrij, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah De Vrij, he hasn't done much at Matter, has he? No. Didn't he, didn't he win best defender of Serie A? What are no, you chatting didn't. shit about? No, no, he didn't. I swear he won the Serie A best <laughs> no, defender. <laughs> you better hope not. Bear, <laughs> I'm, check, I'm checking it now, he did, he did not win that. Best defender, <laughs> guys, hold him, hold him to the sword. At, Juve, at, at Juventissimo 90s. No way. Best defender. Did he actually? Did yeah, he? Uh, sure. Inter, me, sorry, Merdes Stefan de Vrij named 2019-20 Serie oh, Defender of the Year. <laughs> where, where, where's that? Where's that? Well, it's on another shitty website that I'm not going to advertise uh, right oh, now. Okay. Because well, let me let me check a Fale because you probably went on something like fucking Bleacher Report or something. Yeah, it's true. Uh, no, no, it's true. It is actually true. Chesney was the best goalkeeper. Murders Stefan De Vrij. No, hold on, defender. hold on. You said hold on. You said Chesney oh, was the best goalkeeper. You're, th you're thinking of what's his name? You're thinking of um, what's the fucking defender they got? The one that was shining shit on. No, the one who was chatting shit on uh, Twitter saying we didn't win the Champions League. That's what you're thinking of, the defender. Of Screener, Screener. Yeah, Screener, that's what you're thinking of. Screener, the, the big mouth. Yeah, that's no. who you, were, that's who you no, thought no, no, you no. were saying. Hold on, you're saying Chesney won it. Chesney should have won it. Should have been Donnarumma. Yeah, but he plays for Juventus. <laughs> yeah, but but that again, you see, that's the bullshit. Whoever whoever elects is bullshit. Don't ruin that. Oh, fair. Don't worry. We can still clip that. You know, I know you're trying. I know you're trying. No, to no, no. Listen, listen. You keep whatever you want. Donnarumma. Donnarumma was should have won that. Donnarumma should have won that. Not Chesney. That oh, that okay. shouldn't have gone to Chesney. Defensive. <laughs> well, and Alejandro Gomez was the best midfielder, apparently. Well, they just threw him and they just threw Papu Gomez in there just because they knew they couldn't, uh, they weren't going to take Ronaldo. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Didn't Dybala win the best striker? Yeah. Ah, there we go. See, there you go, Dybala. Not, <laughs> not, not, not the best, not the, not the yes, best Juve player, though. So figure that one out. The league yeah, thinks but, he's but the again, best player. So, so my question is, guys, you say that, right? So my, my point about that Inter guy winning the best defender, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. He, he, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. You know who should have won the best defender? Delict. Delict. I, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, but Delict. For someone at 20 years old to have the start he had to where he finished, I tell you, he should have won that, hands down. Immobile should have won strike of this. The play of the of the well, not the striker, the play of the season, MVP. whatever. Yeah, because he, think, he, dragged, uh, he dragged Lazio through the shit to get there. I think yeah, it's all down to statistics. I think it's down to statistics because I'm pretty sure 
Merda had a good defensive record because I was doing the fantasy yeah. team. I was doing the fantasy team today, and when I was looking at the statistics, have they were one Madda of the best. Fan? Have you got Merda players in your team? Of course I don't. They weren't. They're not playing in match day one. We've been over this. <laughs> I've got no. La- I've got no. <laughs> I don't Lazio. give a shit. Out of I've principle, got... I'm having not a single Merda play in my team. Graham just dabbed on you on that one, Albert. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, I can't stand uh. Merda. <laughs> Well, I got no players in my team, and I'm sorry I wanted to go, but I just I don't have time to pick players like you guys do. Like, you guys got to work a little harder in Europe, right? <laughs> work a little hard. I was renovating a house. I had to run up. I had to run up for somewhere with an internet connection to make a team. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, Graham. You know, Canada have got a lot of time to catch up on history, right? They've got to work up on their history. We really got our history, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is, I don't disagree with that. I can. I, I'll tell you that to your, tell anyone in their face. That we got no history. They try and keep buildings <laughs> that are 50 years old and they think it's history here. But um, yeah, no, guys, what a wonderful show we've had. This is awesome. Um, you guys are more than welcome to come back, except for Albert. If uh, Milan wins the title this year, then he's never, he's never coming on the show again. <laughs> listen, I, I, listen, guys, if we, win the ti- if we win the title, I'm the happiest bloke on the planet, right? Well, it's good, you, it's good you didn't say the other M word because, or the other team in Milan because oh, if you did, I, I thought that's what you were hinting at. No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, he wants to see Ibrahimovic get one of those winner's medals. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that guy. I fucking hate that guy. Uh, oh, God. But anyways, guys, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Thank you guys for coming again. Check these guys out. They're going to be on La, Paqui- La Panquina tomorrow on, uh, yeah, with Roman. And is Al going to be there? Yeah. Al, has he sorted his computer trouble? Yeah. So we're, they're back up and running. You're going to hear some uh, crazy reactions uh, at multiple speed at different times, <laughs> which, is so, which is so awesome. I love that. I love that part of that of the show. And, um, yeah, so check them out. Obviously, at Juventissimo 90s at, is it, it's Graham 1897, this account, correct? Yep. Graham1897. Check the blog. You know, beware. Graham's kids are coming through the ranks. They've been taking notes in the background, and they're just going to take all of us out. Uh, Albert, your kids are going to be uh, striking us down in the future, so <laughs> we, we, we only have a couple of years, and that's about it. So, guys, for the next couple of years, enjoy, and then I'm going to be handing the reins over, and that's about <laughs> it. Um, but, yeah, it's been a pleasure, as always, guys. Yeah, it's been good. Great to be back. Anytime. Nice shirt, Brian, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, check out the new drop, guys. We got the Nedved. We got the the Trezeguet. Brilliant, as always. Um, Don't check out Turin's Finest because we don't know what brand that's coming from. I don't know who owns it. I don't know who the fuck. uh, It somehow came out of... It was a brand. Then someone took over. Some checks were handed underneath the table. I don't know. That's That's all I've heard. Don't take my word for it. But, um, yeah, guys, you, you know what? You, you yeah. can't go wrong with Del Piero on a nah. T-shirt. You nah. cannot. Nah. Support, show the love, guys, and uh, hopefully one day we'll get some Juventinita merch um, because apparently everybody's doing it. So, guys, you know the channels. You know where to find us. Stay tuned. we got plenty more to come. And, uh, yeah, let's enjoy the season, everybody. <laughs> Forza Juve. Fino alla fine. Ciao, ciao. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Let me finish. Oh, oh shit! I didn't record. Now I was watching the left hand corner.